Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I think we have two different tastes in guys is what I found out in season one. Right, which is my taste is like so good. It's kind of unacceptable because, (laughs) you know, the edge, the slash, Bono, Bono. Okay, I never said I was in the slash. Aren't the slash and the edge the same thing? Okay, honestly, you know, I see your face right now. You're saying that to piss me off. What? No, I'm not. Okay, the edge is bald and slash has hair like, what is it? Sideshow Bob. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get annoyed at me for getting two stupid things confused. It's because it's literally all under the category of stupid. Like, if this was a Venn diagram, it would be the slash, the edge, and maybe, like, Bono or Bono. And the three circles that overlap, that would be just stupid. Like, that's the only thing that overlaps. If I could beat you up and not get arrested, I would definitely do that right (laughs) now. I would report you so quickly. Like, (laughs) even though, like, you're one of my closest friends, I'm like, we do two dope queens. If you attacked me, I would still totally call the police, like Real Housewives style. And I'm Jessica Williams. And you are listening to Two Dope Queens. And in this episode, we are leaning in. Hashtag Sheryl Sandberg with some badass motherfucking women. We got Jackie Cation, who came all the way from Los Angeles, which might as well be Mars, along with Jacqueline Novak. Ooh, Jess, will you hold me while we listen to this? You always make me be the big spoon, dude. Okay, we could switch this time. So get cozy. Special episode because we are at Le Poisson Rouge. Um, um, what's up? You've been traveling a lot lately. Yeah, I was gone for like a, uh, two weeks. I was uh, shooting a, a pilot, a TV pilot, and um, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but it's called a television pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so you shot your pilot. Yeah, as for, Where did you shoot your pie pie? In uh, Marfa, Texas. Mm-hmm. Has anyone been? It is so cool. Um, it's very, there's not a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a great town, but it's like, oh, it's really like, it, it feels like not a safe space for black people because you're like, where is everything? That's also like welcome to Texas. Um, right. It's But there's like the Prada store there. So I like took a picture of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like pretty iconic. It's like if cool. you know fashion, you like stand in front of like an empty store, you pose, you post it on the gram. Like that's the point of Marfa. So I was like, check. And yeah. then, um, so we're driving back and then we, um, <laughs> we went to like the DQ, not a DQ. It's the. It was like flagship DQ. Yeah, they like was like commercials for it on on my TV in my hotel. Like this is like a, the new Dairy Queen. It's so cool, and I'm like, it's fucking Dairy Queen. Was it like a double decker Dairy Queen? It was just standard issue DQ. Okay, so cool. We're like, all right, let's get some <laughs> snacks, and so um, we go in, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm gonna do like a. Um, Funnel cake. I'm going to do that. Yeah, hell yeah. So I'm going to get funnel. I can't really have ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant, and it's just like jazz coming out my butt. So I can't. It's like, it's like Louis Armstrong. It's like, 
I can't. I don't know these people, so I'm like, I'm gonna play it safe. Funnel cake. Naturally. And then, so everyone else is like, oh yeah, we're gonna get ice cream. So they go to the counter, and they start to order, and they're like, oh yeah, we're all out of ice cream. You're a fucking dairy queen, how dare you? That's, like, literally the so point disrespectful. of your... So disrespectful. Like, their whole menu is just, like, ice cream and funnel cake. Like, You're that's a it. fucking dairy queen? Right. You're a fucking dairy jester right now. How about that? <laughs> you, you <laughs> that's what my brain did, you guys. <laughs> I love dairy jester. That Thank was you, cute. I've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, so I got my funnel cake. They didn't get anything. And then, um, <laughs> and then, so we go to leave and we can't like open the door. They like locked us in. What? This is the beginning so, of your horror movie. Right. I was like, where, oh my God, who's going to kill me? I was like, who's going to do it? Dude. And so we're like, Hey, something's wrong with the door. And they're like, oh yeah, they lock it and you have to be like, let out. Like it's a fucking club. <laughs> So we had to ring someone over to, like, let us out of the Dairy Queen. This isn't fucking lava. Like, let me out of this fucking yeah. Dairy Queen. Yeah, this is not 4040 Club. Like, like it's stop. fine. So that That's was... That's really scary. Yeah, that was... You ex- know, like, so many scary movies take place in Texas. I know. And the thing is, it's like... So the, the furniture... There was a Starbucks in, in town, I think, that, like, closed down. Why? I guess they're not in the Starbs there. And so, they, like, never... Starbucks never closed down. That's crazy. Okay, it's so crazy. So they, like, took the old Starbucks furniture and just put it in their Dairy Queen. How did you know it was Starbucks? Was it just, like, greens and browns? Yeah, we were like, no! Oh, my God. Marfa. I know. They're going through some things. It's How long so were weird. you trapped in the, in the Dairy Queen? It was board? like 30 seconds, but in that place. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like the door was shut when you jiggled it and then maybe no, somebody someone came. Had to, no, they, they late. No, because we're like, what's going on? A lady, yeah. who I guess is a DQ regs. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows the lay of the land and she's like, oh yeah, no, they do that here. What? And I was, but she said it like obvi. And right. I'm like, this is not obvi. Like, Bish, this, is, this is, I live in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> it's a major area. My street I, uh, smells like garbage. <laughs> like, yeah. and I choose that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you do while I was gone for two weeks? I Anything miss fun? You. I went to a Yankees game. <laughs> I've never been to a baseball game like that what? before. What? Yeah, dude, because baseball's Yankees boring as fuck. <laughs> baseball's I mean, boring. Soccer, soccer is the most boring. But um, <laughs> I, I would rather watch, like, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, yeah, I went to yeah. a Yankees game. Um, when's ever- the last baseball game you've been to? Uh, last one was with my ex and my brother and sister-in-law, and that was, like, a lot of fun. Where'd you go? Who'd you, we who'd went you to see? see the Yankees. They yeah. came to New York, uh-huh. and we, like, all hung out. And it was, like, double D. It was, like, really, really cute. Yeah. A double D. It, a DD. Yeah. D squared. Uh, but, my, like, my last sporting thing was the U.S. Open, which was amazing. Has anyone been in that? It's, like, literally, like, when I stepped in, I felt so white, and I felt... <laughs> That's tight, dude. Like, I got so much privilege as I was like, ah. So was it like, 
Like, did you fly outside of yourself? Oh my god, like, yes. Like a sim vision. I like, flew. You can I see. flew out. I started firing people left That's and right. Just, <laughs> no severance package for any of you fuckers. I don't give a shit. That's tight. You it always touch everybody's hair. Yeah. <laughs> you like preach to everybody about Bernie Sanders. Right. <laughs> I was like, I brunch with y'all Susan Sarandon. <laughs> like, I get it. I get y'all it. Y'all know y'all be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was That's so good. fun. And we saw, like, Roger Federer, who's, like, so... It was, like, so beautiful. Cool. It was great. And he, like, crushed it. And then the second match, it was, like, men first and then women second, which I was like, That's annoying. And... So it was Maria Sharapova, and like so like, many people would fucking laugh because they're like, oh, women are playing. They like left. It was like the WNBA. Yeah. It was. It was like kind of empty, and I was like, she's yeah. really good. Yeah. She's like and, a then, hero. and then we like left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like left early too. Uh, growing up um, in LA, my dad would take me to Sparks games all the time. Aww. And I was like, thank you, Dad. And it's probably because he's like, you know, the tickets are cheaper. <laughs> so all we would go to Clippers games and we would go to Sparks games. And I was like, yeah. you know, for the Clippers, I didn't know what winning was. Yeah. And my dad flew into town a few months ago and we went to the Barclays and watched the Clippers versus the Nets. And it was Ooh. really cute because we were like courtside, which was cool. And I didn't realize when you sit courtside that like, you can hear the Clippers talking. And it was oh, like, oh, shit, this is kind of cool. Like, the drama, like, the dynamics. Was it like they were talking, like, hey, what are you doing next weekend? Was it like... Yeah, like, it would be like... That's cool. I could see them being, like, making inside jokes and, like, Aww. playfully touching each other's dicks and butts. <laughs> but it was funny because I saw one of the players flirting with the girl right next to me and I was like yes that's so cool so she was like a New Yorker for some reason she loved the Nets and everybody was like girl go home it's not a thing uh, <laughs> I know. so she was just talking all this shit and it was DeAndre Jordan and so she would be like whatever Jordan you suck and I was like scared right because I was like you can't just say shit like that but she was like white so she could say shit like right. that right 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 <laughs> and so I saw him turn around and he like smiled at her, so he like liked it. He, oh I was God. like, damn, this dude likes getting negged. Like hashtag the pickup artist, keep going. <laughs> so she kept escalating, That's... and she kept being like, go Nets, like I love you, baby. And she kept being like, you you suck, DeAndre. And he would turn around, and she'd be like, <laughs> and so then he was like talking back to her he started talking back to her I was like oh my god and then my poor fucking dad who follows the Clippers all around the world like they've never talked to him but this like little girl is just like talking shit DeAndre's like what's up you know hey what's up hello and then the escalation of it was like he like had a towel around his neck because basketball players always have towels and he like took it like Petey Pablo in North Carolina and he just like tossed it at her and she totally got a free fucking sweaty towel that's pretty cool I was like it was like cool but I was also a little like mad for my dad because I was like my dad's like your number one fan throw your sweaty ass towel at my dad did you like lock eyes with Blake Griffin at any point no no I I, no I can't um, I'm in a relationship you could be in you could be in a relation, be like, look. I could, but then just I was like, like pride and prejudice no. style. Like yeah, just a like, look. Like 
It's just a glance. Like fucking with Darcy? Like with yeah, Mr. Dude. Darcy? I like You can't do that. You know how that ends up. No, no. Um, cool. Should we yeah. get the show started? Let's do a show show. You guys ready for some show? We have so many good comics tonight. It's a super awesome show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring up our next act. Uh, she has two awesome podcasts out. Dork uh, Forest is the first one. Yep. And the second one is the Jackie Lawrence show that she does with Lori Kilmartin, who's a writer on Conan. Please give it up for Jackie Cation! Holy shit, what an awesome show. How's it going, guys? This is crazy. Okay. Before the age of seven, in my family, there was a lot of hitting. A lot of hitting. Our parents hit us. We hit each other. It was the 70s. It was the golden age of hitting. Now, it's over now, so don't worry about it. But when I turned uh, seven years old, uh, there was a decision in my family that there would be no more hitting. We're not going to hit you. You can't hit each other. Sounds great. But they didn't tell us what to do with what was now our bottled rage, right? Uh <laughs> My brothers, a lot older than I was, uh, they turned to drugs, alcohol, and the ladies. I was seven. These weren't available. Um, my sister, nine, just turned to the ladies because she's a mover. And uh, what I did was I curled into a book, you guys. Did a little reading. Then I did a little reading, and then I did a little reading, you guys. And then I, that is all. That is all that I did. I walked and read like a crazy person. Uh, I don't know what your eighth grade situation was like, but when I was in eighth grade, girls would fight. Before and after, boys would fight, but in seventh and eighth grade, girls would beat the shit out of each other, and boys would go, yay, it's not us. Uh, Let's go watch. And I didn't uh, get into fights because I was reading, and I had been told there was no hitting. Uh, But one day, in junior high, eighth grade, smaller girl in eighth grade came up to me and said, hey, the burnout girls are going to beat me up after school. Will you come and stand next to me while it happens? And I said, why would that be something? And she said, you don't have to fight. It would just be for moral support because they have a gang. And I was like, well, that's probably what a friend in my book would do. So we go, we go. After school, I'm standing next to this kid and I'm reading and I'm waiting for the fight to begin and I'm reading and I'm waiting for the fight to begin. And the fight never begins. And do you know why the fight never begins? Because spooky reading girl is there, creeping the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, yeah, Uh uh-huh. I ruined three fights with this technique. Two other girls came up to me and said, would you stand next to me while Vicki Amberts thinks about beating me up? Because it weirds her out. Yes, yes, I will. Uh, Until, finally, the burnout girls are like, we're going to beat you up. We've had enough of this nonsense. And they start pushing me around. And I'm like, why is there hitting? There should be no hitting. Uh, Because I am reading. And one day... One of the guys, one of the boys who was just watching accidentally pushed me and ripped my sweater. Now, I have four older brothers and one older sister, and my sister and I had three sweaters for both of us, for all of junior high. And so I lost my tiny lizard mind, and I jumped on top of this kid, and I started choking him and slamming his head against the ground. And they're, oh yeah. And they're pulling on me, and they're like, you're killing him, you're killing him. And I said, yeah, 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 I'm going to kill him. (laughs) Three sweaters, that's all we had. And then I said, and I will kill him unless you people ignore me for the rest of your lives. I said it, I meant it, and it totally worked for junior high, senior high, and the following 15 years. Yes. And I tell you that story so that I can tell you this story, which is okay. So at... 
So every day in my life, at some point, uh, there's trouble. Uh, I have done something uh, with my looks. Uh, a couple of days ago, had my shirt on inside out, and uh, somebody had to tell me, and then I fixed it. And uh, when I leave the hotel or when I leave my house, know in your hearts that I have looked in the mirror, neck up, neck up. I have brushed my teeth, I have brushed the front of my hair, and I've headed out. The clothes are clean, but that's all you get. That's all you get. Uh, society is my mirror. Uh, if there's trouble, I get that from you, and, and that's fine. That's how I live my life now. So I don't know what I look like, and because of that, what you see when you look at me and what I think I look like are two very different things. But I know exactly what Hollywood thinks I look like because I occasionally go out for auditions and to pick three things not at random. This is clearly, according to Hollywood, an airport cop, a PTA mom, and a German massage therapist for a Disney Channel show. By the way, that is fine. I will play Beyonce's weird white aunt. I could give a shit. Uh, I just want to work. Uh, but that's not what I think I look like. Inside me, inside me, I'm, I'm La Femme Nikita, you know? I'm fucking sexy and dangerous. That's right. You're the nicest people ever. Or an 11-year-old boy who will grow up to be La Femme Nikita. Right? But you don't grow up knowing that you're La Femme Nikita. The first time my father even acknowledged I was a girl. All right, so I'm in the kitchen doing my homework, and he comes in and he goes, all right, we're going to have the talk. The bee goes from flower to flower. The flower does not go from bee to bee. Guess which one you are. That was it. That was the extent of the lecture series that I received on how to be a lady. And, uh, and I think we've established socially awkward as a child. Not great. Not great. I uh, did not have any friends. I had a lot of uh, uh, siblings, so I had people to hang out with. And I, and I had an imaginary friend for too long. Uh, imaginary friend. Met my imaginary friend when I was seven. His name was Steve, and he had a motorbike. A lot of good times were had. And... Uh, <laughs> But here's how I learned about friendship. I was 14, and my sister talked me into going out for the basketball team. And, uh, and I was doing laps like you do when you go out for the basketball team. And uh, I was reading a book, as I do anything, uh, doing laps. And the coach was like, no, no. She came over, and she's like, no, no. What are you doing? And I, uh, she said, find someone from the team to run with, run with a friend. And I said, no, I don't have any friends. And she looked at me like we have all looked at children who have come to us and said things to us, and we've had to look at them and go, oh, you're screwed. That's childhood. I can't actually fix that. And get this, she regrouped and she fixed it. She explained childhood to me. She took time out of her very busy life to draw a line graph in the track. That's right. Uh, She was like, okay, here's the beginning of the line graph. Step one, start talking to people. Eye contact would be great, but anything, any kind of mumbling. You'll get acquaintances. That's how it goes. Series of time, you're in the center of the line graph. Here it is. This is where friendship is. You support them, they support you. It's very beautiful. End of the line graph. Not not friendship. You're going through their garbage. You're reading their text messages. (laughs) Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Okay. 
which was great because I am I'm a success story in the fact that I have many friends now. But it was it was great with friends. It wasn't good with men. It wasn't great with men. Didn't know how to talk to men. The graph it turns out uh, must be more of a bar graph or 3D because uh, I never figured out men. If I liked a guy, this is how I'd hit on him. I'd stand next to him for years. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. You don't get a lot of dates that way. Uh, and, but I, and the thing is, is I'm a beacon of hope, though, because the best invention, the worst invention, the best invention, the worst invention, online dating occurred. And I am not good with men, but I am excellent with computers. So I am currently married to an adult man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. A success story. Yeah. And here's, uh, and he's an adult. He's had long-term relationships and short-term relationships. He's done it all. He knows things, right? And so we're, I learn about being in a relationship from him. A couple of months ago, we were sitting around the living room, and, uh, and he goes, you know, sometimes when you're in a relationship for a long time, the, uh, the mystery can be lost from that relationship. But I just want you to know that I was, I was just staring at you from across the room, and I was thinking, what the hell is she doing? So I still got it, you guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you guys. This is a great show. I love doing it. Give it up for Jackie Cation! It can feel like a full-time job keeping up with the news right now. So WNYC is teaming up with NPR to bring you a new 20-minute daily podcast called Consider This. We're bringing you the day's big headlines, and we include the most important stories from the New York area alongside the national news to help you make sense of the day. Listen to Consider This from NPR and WNYC weekdays wherever you get your podcasts. things going with the the boys you guys are almost coming up on two oh, years thank you for asking yeah we're coming up on two years two years of love oh shit we're going to italy um that's really cool yeah i'm very excited about it i'm i've always been mostly into the eat part of eat pray love right right so when she goes to italy she's like basically eating so i'm ready to murder that that's so cool yeah I, my um boyfriend used to live there so he wants to like go oh. back to where he lives, and we're gonna like walk around. We're gonna do. I'm gonna go to Pompeii, like fucking Pompeii. That's cool. Did you ever see that movie Pompeii starring Kate Harrington? No, that looked like hot garbage. It was, dude. I went to. I, the only reason why I saw it was because I got invited to a special advanced screening, and it was one wow. of those where it was just like, oh my god, like what do I say after this? It was basically like. A weird, very like Rashomon sort of story, where like you know the iconic images like in Pompeii, right. so you you get to be like, oh, those are the two lovers that you know got Pompeied. Right. <laughs> okay, I did not read that in history class. So <laughs> your history teacher didn't teach it to you like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. The worst book we were forced to read in um, high school. Uh, was The Greatest Generation by Tom Brokaw. I never read it. It's fucking I garbage. I love that, that you had to read that. 
Was it a private school? Yeah, it was a private school. And it was yeah. just like, it was like, the 50s were so great for everyone. It, and I'm not like, true. Not true. I'm like, not true. Did anyone fact check this yeah. at all? Where the fuck is Politico for this book? <laughs> Back in our day, people could just walk to the mailbox. And I was like, which people? Yeah. I mean, do that's that. the thing. is like when people are like, if you could time travel like anywhere, where would you go? I wouldn't fucking go anywhere. Right. I'm right Because we here. would be like, I love... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we said we were cute earlier and then y'all was quiet for two seconds. Right. <laughs> we said we wouldn't time travel anywhere, which is like a basic fact that every black person in this right. room was saying. Y'all are like... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yeah. Also, like, that's, like, not even a possibility at this point. So you're applauding a hypothetical that won't happen in our lifetime. But thanks for that. Nerd alert, indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere. Like, also, though, we're, like, too lit. Like, we we were born at the right time. Right. Like, we would would be gone by now if this was, like, 19... Could you imagine if it was, like, 1925? If I... No, I, I uh, I would be okay during civil rights... But ju- you, you think you would be okay during I think civil rights? I would no. No, no, I mean, as a, as a okay. fellow civil rights as, person, I would be like they would. Yeah. I'm not like no, I'm not like Martin Luther King Jr. No. Like I'm not that. You're I'm not, just saying you're not. I would be. You not that? Like you, your ass not on the front. No. You are okay. As one half of two dope queens, be honest. <laughs> And yo, and you, you love the edge. Like you wouldn't make it. <laughs> you wouldn't. You would be like, why the fuck don't I get to go to this Buddy Holly concert? How dare you? And they would be like, get back. And they would spray you with a hose, and you would drown on dry land. But like, you are someone that like I'm a hard Jay worker. Hoover would flag you immediately. <laughs> I'm a hard worker. So you would be like, so you, you want to tell me that you would be like fucking Viola Davis in The Help and you would be like, you is kind? No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying I would like be like, I would like be like an admin assistant at like Martin Luther King's office. And I would like, like make like photocopies. You, so you think, you let me get this straight. <laughs> Let me get, I just want to look at me. I just want you to look at me and lie to me. I show look up. Look at me. This is so ignorant. It's not. Walk, walk me through. Walk me through okay. your fake ass time okay. travel day right now. That would never, like, waste okay. everyone's time and tell us it's not real okay. thing. So, my alarm would go off. I'd be like, uh, press news. That does, Okay. I'm real. I'm like I'm heavy into pressing snooze. So so you're allowed to be late at Mar- as Martin Luther right. King Jr. Okay. Yeah. So he so Martin Luther King gonna show up and you gonna go. Oh my God! I'm planning this thing called the million the million man march. Right. Oh, where's my papers? And you're gonna be like, Mar- oh, I'm sorry, Martin. Yeah. Okay. Do go on. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like the lovable assistant who's like not great at her job. Like I feel like that is like my demo for the civil rights era. Okay. Like that's 
So me. That's so me, dude. Like, so you're like the quirky, like the nanny friend dresser, but like as a secretary where it's like, this is wrong, but it's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. You're not even working at like, as a secretary in Mad Men, you're working for like maybe one of the most (laughs) important political figures like of our time. Right. So you're ambitious enough to work for Martin Luther King Jr., but not ambitious enough to like not hit this. Like you're like, eh, he doesn't need that. So you stay up <laughs> until 1 a.m. like at a beatnik bar because you still fucks with white shit like you do in your real life. Yes. That's like, yes. you are so full of shit right That's now. That's like, so what do you, do you think I would be like the worst person in the civil rights movement? No, I think oh. you would be militant AF. Like you oh. wouldn't, like you're not going to be like, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, never right. in your life have you been like that. Never will you. Like, it would never happen. Yeah. I'm saying you would get, ta- you would be a part of a group, and you would get flagged. That's cool. And they were doing assassinations, <laughs> like, handing them out, like, fucking food stamps. And so oh, no. you, would, you would be on the list for sure. I don't know. I like this idea, like, that you're, like, in a supporting character in the movie Selma. That's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, I forgot that coffee. Be right back. <laughs> Can't uh, find my pencil. Take a note. I'm sorry, Martin. You know me. Sorry I'm late, Martin. I got my period this morning. I had to put on my belt. <laughs> like my period belt. So, what? So, I'm like zany assistant. Yeah. What are you doing this civil oh, rights I'm movement? I'm so lit. Like, I could be with it. I'm just, like, so militant. I have no time. Yeah. I'm, like, a Black Pantheress. I like that. And I would be, like, um, Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Okay. Where it's, like, Black Panther-inspired. It's a little problematic, but okay, sure. I would be, like... It's a lot of, like... Mission one! <laughs> it's a lot of sexual posing. Um... Um, Maybe not the mission, but sure. That's cool. But I can see you like with a fro and like a leotard, just like ready to march. I like that. Yeah, I would definitely be marching. You would be right next to me. We would like find each other in time. That'd be cute. And we would just be like talking shit like I we know. always do. That's probably like... what we would do. We would like be on the side, but we would make oh like God. really cool social commentary. Oh my God. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh my God. And like Walter Cronkite would hate the fuck out of us. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm trying to do serious journalism. Yeah. We're like, good evening America. What? Shut up, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. This now. is really ignorant. Like, my mom's going to lose her mind. We're talking shit about Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> like, on this episode, on this podcast, my mom's already listened to like every episode I when I told her not to. Dude, I don't get it. You can't stop no. moms. So she's, I mean, she's heard the butt sex stuff. Like, how was that? Was there like a conversation? There wasn't because I was like, you can kill me now. Like, let me look at Snapchat so we don't have to have this conversation. (laughs) But she said, she was like, "Mm, I've been listening to your podcast. I was like, I told you not to. Like, why you got to have that tone already? (laughs) And she was like, I love it. And I was like, thank you. And she was like, you and Phoebe get real hot and heavy in that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, she's been there. That's great. We've all been there. We've all struggled with the idea of taking it in the butt. Like, don't front. 
anyone else just taking it up the poop shit? If you do, um, screw you low-key. Like, sex positive, yes, but also you're like, now it's a question for every woman when that guy moves on and is like, yo, I had a girl, she let me stick it in her butt like ten times, you gonna let me stick it in your butt? Guys don't do that. Like, what... This isn't like... Y'all not asking about sticking it in the butt all the time? No. And you guys don't walk around doing that? They don't do that. No matter what you say, you're still not going to convince me to stick it in the butt. Stay with your man long enough, you're going to be like, we got to do you something so? new. Like yeah. switch the style up? Yeah. Maybe anniversary a thousand. Oh, in Italy. You should do it in Italy. So you want me to, I just want to... Yeah, you have a... I just want to walk through this right. with you. So Go, you guys are let's walking... Let's take a you, long walk, walk down cobblestone. You want me to pull... Go back to the hotel. Get yes. on my white sheets, because I'm staying at a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. Put my hand... Like, I'm going to look at the fucking Duomo. Like, the top of the Duomo. <laughs> <laughs> From my room, like, like pasta, like still soaking down into my stomach. No. Brace myself, because Phoebe always tells me a big part of butt sex you. is bracing myself. Strengthen the core. Kill me. Lock the arms. You don't want... Gotta lock. You don't you want shaking. You, you don't can't want to have shake shaking it. You gotta lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Then, like, you look back and give, like, a pilot's, like, thumbs up, dude. (laughs) Proceed to take off. Lock it out. No. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) All right. has her debut book out. It's available, How to Weep in Public. <laughs> and uh, she also has a half-hour comedy special that's premiering on Comedy Central this fall. Please give it up for Jacqueline Novak! Hey, guys. Hey. I'm obsessed with, like, I don't know, self-presentation. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think of that? I don't know. It's weird. A big thing for me is, like, being told, you know, from the time I was a young gal, like, being told I was girly girly and intense. (laughs) Um, I mean, it expresses itself in lots of different ways. Like, you know, for me, the sort of simplest version is, like, I like to see how a man... I am a heterosexual. This is how I alert you of that. Um, and I was like so crass, you know what I mean? Like, when am I going to drop it in? Uh, you know, I, it is an embarrassment, honestly, to be a heterosexual in this day and age. Like, I'm not proud. And um, to lust after the common shaft. It's, 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 not, it's not impressive. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's just like, does she read? You know? It's... It's not good. I'm not proud. 
but but there I am. You know what I mean? There I am, just drawn to the cylindrical item, and it's you got to make it mean something somehow. You know. Um, but I, I like to see like how a man handles like buffalo wings. Okay, for example. Okay, like I'm repulsed. <laughs> If a man like throws bones into the bones pile that still have a lot of flesh on them, I'm not impressed by your restraint. <laughs> okay. First of all, like the bones I'm throwing in there, like my bones, like they are bones. You know what I'm saying? They're like so dry, like and clean, like they're clip art. Like they are like a pirate wench's earring. They are jewelry, and, and you know, and some guys throwing these flesh lollipops in there. And it's, 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 you know, a question goes off. It's a sense of, okay, you know, how, are you going to leave the meat on me? <laughs> Two, you know, to, you know or, do, or, or, or do you push it, you know what I'm saying? When you feel cartilage, do you run? <laughs> or, do, or do you sink deeper, you know what I mean? Do you get to the corners where the flavor's at? It's... And it, it's that, it's that. I, like, was bad at soccer, played it for years, was anxious every weekend, it was horrible as a kid. And um, really stressed out, would, like, pray to... On the way to the away games, like, in the back seat of my parents' car and, like, parked at, like, a light, and I'd see, like, some weeds in the divider of the highway, you know what I mean? Like, swaying or whatever, like... And I would, like, pray to be the weeds. <laughs> I wanted to switch places with the weeds for a few hours because I felt like the weeds could handle going and playing the soccer game. Anyway, my main problem with the soccer game was that I, I never had a strong kick. <laughs> and for years, I, I don't know what, it, I just, it, I, my friends, they, it soared. <laughs> my kicks, you know, I often had to default to, to passes with the inside of the foot, you know what I mean? You know, where, where a kick might be really what was needed, but I made a choice to make a, make a side pass <laughs> instead. And, and I remember what they, they taught was this idea that, like, okay, the way to kick was, like, you have to run and not just, like, hit the ball. And then, okay. And it was more than follow-through. It was, like, the guy said, the coach, he was, like, you got to, like, move through the ball. Okay? And you got to, like, land eight feet away from where you first kicked it through the ball. And, like, that's just, like, what you do. And then you look up and, like, the ball will have gone far. Like, you got to move so far through it, you know what I mean? And that's what I want from the man. <laughs> Sexually, I don't want to feel you, you know what I mean? I don't want to feel you, you know. I also grew up on this kind of Ani DeFranco, like, I listened to a lot of Ani DeFranco, okay? And, and, like, that was it, that and show tunes. And I feel like I got a pretty... You know, young age, I was like fully realized. It's like a strong woman who knew what she, she like wanted. You know what I mean? But like was also deeply aware of like nuance and complexity and like willing to live the mystery. You know what I mean? Like I tried to like put that onto like high school boys. <laughs> you know, and like sometimes it literally meant quoting Ani lyrics directly into their face. <laughs> a couple times I was like, I'm just riding the tide, nothing more, man. Like. <laughs> bound to take me out before it brings us back to shore, am I right? <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it goes on and on, you know what I mean? But it's, and 
and also I need to just say real quick, I'm off the Adderall. <laughs> um, so I have to ca- I sort of again have to kind of catch a new wave, sort of like, okay, the only way that I get energy when I'm not on the Adderall <laughs> is like to follow the thing. You know, it's very, it's lateral. <laughs> So we'll see where we land. It's otherwise, on the Adderall, the tip of my tongue is gone. <laughs> and I become just very focused, but only on modular-based storage solutions. <laughs> I, I love bins. I love bins and rails with hooks that other things hang on. And you put your stuff... Oh, God. <laughs> I go online. I do the online planner. You put together the whole thing. Go to Ikea, fill a, fill a cart, and then just panic and leave it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's constant. Thank you guys so much. Thanks a lot. Give it up for Jacqueline Novak! You just heard Jacqueline Novak and Jackie Cation. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salvatarov, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plourd, Dara Hirsch, Ed Haber, Jeremy Bloom, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Can't find us on MySpace? Uh, that's because MySpace is over, you guys. You gotta find us on Facebook to get the good stuff. Like our page. Yeah, and take a second and subscribe to our show whenever you listen to our podcast. It actually literally helps our show. Dudes and dudettes, I'm on the road, hashtag Jack Kerouac, for my book, You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain. Go to phoebirobison.com slash tour for more info and also buy a damn book already. Hope to see you there. That does it for us. We out. Bye, bye, bye. YQY. Stop it. I just got my period, I just got my period, so I'm a little harder. Hey, I just farted, and it's stinky. Do you think I took a dookie? <laughs> <laughs>